The world is changing rapidly. Empowerment is happening actively. Now is the best point in time to connect, share our unique stories. Through life experiences, we're learning from others and discovering our limitless potential, challenging our beliefs and aligning our action to our values, embracing our emotions and transforming ourselves so we can transform the world. Will we trust the progress? I'm super excited to learn more about what your brand is, how it was conceived. So please share, who is Jerome? So Jerome Maldonado is, so look, I started in business about 25 years ago. And um, I rode the roller coaster of, uh, of business for the first few years. And in 1998, I finally started figuring things out and, Opened up a real estate development construction company. Did real well with it. And we um, out and, and generate a nice portfolio of real estate over the years. So we, um, you know, dating back to 1993 when we started, I kind of did the direct sales thing. Got into sales. I wanted to be self, uh, self-employed self and knew I wanted to go after something bigger, right? You know, I wasn't raised with a family who was, in the in business and entrepreneurship, I was in a, I was just raised in a traditional family, you know, good middle class family. We was just taught to go to school, get an education, go out, get a job, and so I went to pharmacy school. And um, about my third year in, I uh, started realizing that I was going to be sitting behind this thing for the next thirty years of my life, behind this de- this this counter, and um, took off to Mexico for the summer. And when I got back, I wanted to work at a gym. I wanted to get out of a pharmacy, and I wound up getting introduced to network marketing. I was horrible at it. Um, did it for about three years with no money, and then finally started figuring things out and started making about $20,000 a month in, in about 1996. 1998, the carpet got pulled out from underneath us. FEC came in, started uh, restructuring uh, direct sales and network marketing companies, and so we were left – from going from 20000 a month to zero. And so started pivoting, just started opening up little random businesses and trying to figure things out. And um, in mid-1998, I, I kind of accidentally got into construction. And um, when we did so, I knew how to market. I knew how to sell. I knew nothing about construction. And the way I actually got involved was my brother-in-law um, had an employer who went out of business for tax evasion, and they needed work. And to support him, I went to go get my contractor's license. He didn't show up for the test I did. I passed it, and um, and so I had a few workers that wanted to work, and I thought, well, shoot, let me just bid some projects and see see how this goes. Never thought I'd be in this business for as long as I have. Um, I, by a sheer accident, I, um, I, I started making a profit, and we uh, got the Compass Bank renovations that came into the Southwest back in 1998, Made a little over a million dollars the first year we were in business, and it kind of prelated from there. A couple years later, I decided to start investing in houses, single-family residences, just to have an asset that 
was stable, you know, just in case things fell apart on me again. And um, I bought three homes, super simple, little rental homes. Um, hated dealing with the tenants. And about the same time, I was getting forced out of my house um, from running my business and having my work trucks and stuff over at my place um, to go out and get a place that was uh, off-site. And so I thought, well, shoot, I, I've been rent-free for this long. I really didn't want to rent a place. So I went ahead and started looking for a commercial building that was um, advantageous not only for my business but to offset the capital by, by renting and leasing other people. And so literally four blocks away from my, my house, I found an old, beat-up little retail building, and I bought it for under a quarter million dollars through about 70 grand in renovations. And six months later, the building was stabilized, had tenants in there, and had our, our business there. And it was such a success, I decided to do it again and then again. And, you know, three years into that, I, I decided to start building uh, my own buildings. And so in 2002, I started uh, I started buying raw land, building my own buildings. Um, in, the, in the interim time, we were, we were we had started building houses as well. So we were buying single single family lots and building custom homes, and and we were running a full time concrete company. And so we still own that company today. Um, we're still developing. We do a lot of residential land development for single family home dwellings, usually 40 acres plus. And um, in Arizona and New Mexico, and uh, we've since developed geez, a ton of commercial real estate. You know, got caught in the 2008 recession, struggled for a couple, struggled for several months, and really was stressful for several years. But we're able to pull out of it without losing any real estate. Learned a lot. Learned a lot about myself. Learned a lot about the business. Learned a lot about what I was doing wrong and what I needed to do right. And um, that kind of prelates into where we are now. You know, we're doing. We formed some good partnerships. We've grown a lot, and um, we have a, a nice portfolio of real estate. And our businesses are still thriving. So, we feel blessed to be here today, and and uh, grateful for the road that we've traveled. Is even the rough, even the rough parts of it. You know, those are probably the best, most appreciated parts that I that I hold tightly to my heart at this point in the game. So those moments that were difficult and stressful and you had all these emotions coming up and you now are reflecting back and you're expressing gratitude, which is a very powerful way to focus or at least shift your focus, right? So tell me a little bit more about that. How were you able to kind of navigate those strong emotions of like stress, worry, anxiety, of this uncertainty of what if this doesn't go like how I planned it, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you if you're in the game for a long time, you you to stay in this game for the long time, you got to have a positive mindset. Period. You know, um, that doesn't exempt you from those emotions by any stretch of the imagination. The only difference between me and the average person is that those negative emotions, when they come to me, they they last a, a significantly shorter period of time than they do for most people. And that's just from thickening your skin over the, the course of time, you know, and, and, and being a positive person. You know, I've always, you know, even as a kid, um, the way we dealt with stuff is, you know, it, it comes from your upbringing a lot, you know. And I had good parents, you know. We, we grew up as a, as a traditional Catholic family, went to Catholic school. And um, it didn't matter what type of havoc and trouble that we were getting into in high school in our years, you could bet at 10 o'clock in the morning, every Sunday morning, me and my cousins and my friends, 
Um, we'd be there on our skateboards and bikes at church every Sunday morning. And it was just one thing that we, you know, my mom always told us as a kid, she said, you know, look, God gives to you all the time. If you can't even give back to him an hour every week, then, then uh, you're doing something wrong, right? And so I always remember that. So even when I took off and I was traveling, gallivanting this country um, in my network marketing direct sales days, didn't matter where I was at. I just, I just looked for a place to, to kneel down and pray, whether it was a Catholic church, a Christian church, didn't matter. You know, I just just to be able to give back a little bit. And, I, and I'll tell you that through the hardest times, I, you know, I, I think that a lot of people tend to fall back on on faith when things are really bad. But I always tell people, just focus on faith all the time, you know, because God will get you through everything. And so I remember going into December of 2008 and being stressed out of my mind. I had a 48,000-square-foot office condo complex that we had just broke ground on. It was an $8 million project. And at that time, and we were self-funding this stuff. This wasn't stuff we were raising capital on. So our companies were funding this stuff. So as you can imagine, when you're the self and sole provider of everything around you, it can become very stressful very fast. And then I had a retail center that was smaller. It was about half the size of that project. But we were nearing the end of construction, had about $300,000 that still had to be funded from the bank. Plus, I had homes going up. You know, um, I had residential homes going up, and then we were doing business on behalf of other customers, pouring concrete and doing stuff. Well, our phones for the first time in, in probably a decade just got slow overnight, and um, and I still remember it. And it was, it was like crickets in our office, um, walking in the subdivisions where you typically hear um, hammers going and uh, saws going, and it's noisy and loud. Um, it, to me, nowadays, that's like the sound of music, right? Like, you know, it's like activity going and it's and so anyways I to make a long story short I, I just remember sitting back feeling vulnerable for the first time in many years and I remember balancing our, our books and trying to figure out okay if we fund this 300000 to finish this project and I fund the debt on this $8 million project and, and plus I pay our regular um, bills and some of the other stuff we have going on and we try to finish out these homes how long can I sustain this the way things are going right now and um, I got this pit in my stomach for the first time in a long time. And I remember sitting at the desk in my office and turning around my wife, which I had a clear, you know, gunshot view of in the living room. And she was watching TV. My son had just been born. He was just a few months old. I turned to her and I said, Dan, I said, we can't, I said, you can't be out shopping and doing stuff right now. I don't, I don't care if you go to Neiman Marcus and spend a hundred bucks on one blouse or go to Ross and spend $10 on 10 blouses just don't go, you know, we, I have it budgeted down to a T and we can get through March funding all this stuff, but we're talking hundreds of thousands, if not, you know, probably just shy of a million dollars. I think that, that we, we had a fund between now and then. And um, I told her, otherwise we're going to have to figure out which property that we're willing to give up, you know, because I can't sustain this for that much longer if it stays like this. And um, every morning, you know, I just, I put my, my working hat on and say, you know what, I'm going to get back out there. I'm going to sell get back out and sell with the guys i'm going to take calls i told my office book me estimates and and um i started bidding every commercial project that came out of the that came out of the bidding rooms started making phone calls to contacts and people i knew in the, in the industry and i put my head down and went to work like if it was the first day i opened up my business and um every morning i would just i just told myself you know what Jerome? you do everything you can and you work your ass off to bid everything you can to bring in any money you can and at the end of the day, if that doesn't work, you've got to just put it in the hands and the grace of God, right, to, to just do it. And so every morning I just make the sign of the cross before I left the house, and I'd leave every morning with a pit in my stomach for several months. 
and go, all right, let's go kick some ass and let's just make it happen. And I, that's what I do. I just make a sign of the cross and put the rest in God's hands. And I literally went out and every day just put my best foot forward to make things happen. And, and by April of 2009, uh, we were down in Phoenix purchasing real estate. You know, we've got the business pumping out some revenue again. Um, profits were not great. Not going to brag about them, but it was covering debt. And that we we had a lot of what I call trash can money, you know, money going in the trash can, just servicing debt on projects that weren't going to be as viable as we once thought they were. Um, but we got through it. And um, I was able to put a nice, I got creative mentally. And um, we, uh, we started buying real estate in Arizona. And that real estate we bought in Arizona saved our lives, um, our financial life, you know, it, it sustained the debt. And we turned that into some, some, large profits um, on our, our asset and our books. And we, I'll tell you, we still own a lot of that real estate today. We sold some off, 1031 exchange, some of it. And, you know, it's been a crazy road, but it's been a fun road. No, that that's amazing. And what I hear is that you really had faith and you trusted the progress, right? Because oftentimes our ego will be in the way of moving forward, right? Making that progress or trusting that things are going to work out. And we are going to be our own blockage or our own self-defeating getting through those hurdles. And like you said earlier, what separates people is really understanding your emotions. When you're able to master your emotions, and you can navigate through those tough times and lean into your faith, right? Whatever faith that is for you, that's where you can really continuously evolve and grow because we're all here to evolve. So I love I love the story. I love how you are able to really focus on the things you can control and the positive things that were going on to push you forward. Yeah, it, it, it was, you know, I'll tell you those those times when you when you're uh, living the life of entrepreneurship and business, Matt, they're, they they happen not more, not once, not twice. They happen more than you know, more regularly than we want them to. It's how you deal with them, you know, and um, and you know, we sometimes the the problems and the uh, setbacks are bigger than others. But I had dealt with this before, you know, but before I dealt with it single, no kids. Uh, that time I dealt with it, married, kids, responsibilities, and affecting the lives of not only myself but potentially my family, right? So it's just a matter of how you, how you deal with things. That was the only time I ever brought it up. I, I, I never talked in, in terms of fear in my house. It's just, uh, you know, even with my kids in sports, I, I tell them, you know, look, um, you, you, all athletes are trained the same, right? There are, Obviously, there's some that train a little harder than others, but at the end of the day, you guys, the athletes that they're competing against come from the same type of coaches, the same coaches. Um, really what separates 90% of the athletes is how they think. And the winners, you know, uh, the winners are the ones that are mentally strong. And uh, 90% of winning is uh, is mental, 10% is physical. And it's the same thing in business. You know, we you can have all the tools in the world. People can watch every podcast, listen to this interview. They can do anything they want get that feel-good feeling with um, all the ether in the world and make them feel warm and fuzzy. Um, but without the right mental, um, without the right mental capacity of positivity and, and, um, and pushing forward, it, they'll never succeed. And so I always tell people, you know, and I tell my kids, the, the mental game is the hardest part of the game. It's when you can figure out the mental game is when you'll win. 
And so that's what I've always worked hard at is just trying to stabilize my emotions and the mental side of when things are not going right, how, to, how I get back to a solid ground mentally. And um, that always takes me to a ground where I uh, push forward and succeed when I can mentally wrap my head around things and, and uh, push forward in a positive fashion.